Medical Cannabis. We've learned about the physical benefits of CBD and medical cannabis for people's medical conditions and as they might consider it to be an alternative to conventional medical therapy. But what about the psychological benefits that may exist from medical cannabis? Today we're going to talk to a member of the Wounded Warriors and Canadian military veterans and the experiences they have had with CBD and medical cannabis. So the veteran population remains one of the most educated populations on medical cannabis use in terms of consumption methods and dosing. I'm Gord Martineau and welcome to another edition of Aging Better in Uncertain Times as we discuss all aspects of aging better. We have with us today a member of the Canadian Armed Forces Veterans Association, Wounded Warriors, and the Patient Care Centre, an expert in PTSD and medical cannabis. First, let's get to our resident medical specialist, Dr. Fabio Varlese, and he is the Chief of Medicine at Runnymede Hospital, as well as the Assistant Professor of Geriatric and Internal Medicine in the Faculty of Medicine at the University of Toronto. And Dr. Varlese, you know, all along we've been talking about physical aspects and, and the benefits therein, but what about the psychological benefits? There are people, uh, many advocates, and one of them is with us today to discuss the best uh, psychological treatments that CBD or medical cannabis can have. Well, thank you, Gord. Um, I'm really looking forward to today's episode and to get to meet Aaron more and the work that he's doing. Uh, I must say that um, when it comes to post-traumatic stress disorder, there are clearly um, uh, symptoms uh, in the realm of clinical psychology, but with post-traumatic stress disorder, you actually have both physical and psychological, emotional um, uh, symptoms that you have to address. And I feel that medical cannabis would, in fact, address both uh, types of symptoms. And uh, as mentioned, there's a lot of clinical research happening. Uh, We're going to hear about some of the trials that are being conducted. Um, But uh, I feel that um, it's really the combination of psychological and physical uh, symptoms that we address when it comes to PTSD. All right, thank you. Aaron Victory is an ambassador of the Wounded Warriors of Canada, and also he's an advisor to the Chronic Pain Care Center and the Heroic Hearts Project. Aaron, welcome to the the show today. And how did you become involved with the psychological aspects of CBD, something that uh, a lot of people are maybe unaware of? Thanks very much for having me. So uh, I was served 14 years in the Canadian military. Uh, that was in an infantry battalion the majority of that time in reconnaissance and sniper subunits. And from there, I, uh, got, I medically released in 2016 and started consulting in the medical cannabis space. So the, uh, the history for uh, coverage for, uh, for veterans and cannabis goes back to 2007 when Veterans Affairs uh, gave the first veteran access to cannabis, therapeutic medical cannabis on uh, compassionate grants. Uh, what's the history of cannabis coverage for veterans in Canada? The history for cannabis coverage uh, for veterans in Canada is that we remain an anomaly in the medical cannabis space where we're the only demographic with blanket insurer coverage for $8.50 a gram per dried flower, ostensibly through Veterans Affairs, but through Medivy Blue Cross. There's currently 14,000 plus 
uh, Canadian veterans will have their medical cannabis covered in that way. And they generate, last year the numbers were $89 million, and this year it will crack for the, it will be the first time that it cracks a nine-figure number. And to put it into perspective, the entire medical market in Canada is about $600 million over the last 12 months, so a mm -hmm. very trackable percentage of the market is veteran cannabis patients. How widely known is it among veterans in Canada that they can access uh, medical cannabis care? I mean, do, are, are, is the average rank-and-file soldier aware of this? Absolutely. It's, it's well known amongst the veteran community that we have coverage, uh, the 100% blanket insurer coverage through Medivy Blue Cross. And that's usually gained through access. And this, this has been going on since 2007. But then in 2014, restrictions were lifted in terms of the type of uh, conditions that medical cannabis could be granted. And as well, general practitioners and uh, not just specialists were allowed to prescribe cannabis. And then that, that really grew the awareness of the fact that veterans, you know, for, for certain treatment resistant and chronic uh, conditions, both physiological and psychological, could avail of the Veterans Cannabis Reimbursement Program. Was there, was there a eureka moment in, in the studies of PTSD and medical cannabis? Uh, was there was some significant uh, development that happened that, that made it more widely known and accepted? I think actually we're still waiting for that moment. So the randomized control trials and the observational studies are continued, continuing to happen to compile the data to say that. But I believe that the you know, of the emergence of uh, so many veterans using medical cannabis came because they had tried other treatment options and just not had had not seen the results that they had wanted to see, and then figured that it would be worthwhile to try a less traditional uh, source. Right. Uh, Dr. Barlesi, this is, you know, we've been discussing access by and large for members of the general public. But again, here we are seeing members of the Canadian Armed Forces, uh, you know, being aware of access. But, you know, access is, is something that is that is sorely needed. And education, by and large, uh, widely uh, uh, accepted, should be the case with most uh, members of the Canadian Armed Forces understanding that there, there are possibilities other than conventional medicine. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, the uh, initial approach of the medical community when it comes to addressing uh, PTSD, it's a long list of uh, physical and psychological symptoms. Uh, physicians traditionally look at the condition um, pharmacologically with the uh, well-known uh, medications that are available, and they, uh, uh, you know, f use uh, the non-pharmacological approaches also to be combined in the in the care uh, plan um, medical cannabis as it becomes uh, more and more available um, we know that there's a lot of uh, personal subjective type of uh, uh, benefits that patients talk about but as mentioned clinical trials are underway as we speak and everybody is truly anxious um, to start seeing the types of uh, outcomes that makes medical cannabis more of a standardized uh, and normalized approach in the management of PTSD. Aaron, you're very widely uh, accepted as, as someone with a great knowledge base where PTSD and medical cannabis is concerned. So you obviously must have had a personal experience. Can you, can you tell us what it was and, and what happened to you? 
I have been a medical cannabis patient since 2014, but I would hesitate to say, you know, that medical cannabis was, you know, the end all be all. I think it's a powerful tool to utilize mm -hmm. along with uh, with other modalities and treatment methods. And for myself personally, and a lot of, you know, I'm 39 years old. I was a Haiti Afghanistan veteran, so the global war on terror generation. I think we're more open to more non traditional methods such as, you know meditation, breath work, mindfulness, the connection between mind and body. And honestly, medical cannabis is just like anything else. It's not going to be a cure-all, but it can most definitely be a tool in the toolbox. Right. Have you, have you witnessed other members of the armed forces and their experiences? And, and do you have a dialogue with them saying, well, you know, I felt this or I had that. And, you know, this is how CBD helped me. Have you had those? Well, CBD and THC, to be honest, uh, Gord, and the, uh, my, you know, my, my opinion on whether medical cannabis uh, works or doesn't work, what, you know, it, it's kind of unneeded at this point in the veteran communities. Like I said, since 2007, uh, veterans have been getting uh, blanket insurer coverage. And then in 2014, it started gaining, uh, you know, more uh, wide acceptance in the community. So the veteran population remains one of the most educated populations on medical cannabis use in terms of consumption mm -hmm. methods and dosing but that's why i'm glad that shoppers drug mark is uh is you know developing a veterans focused program because i think that information on consumption methods and dosing coming from a pharmacist would be you know the 100 percent solution for the veteran yeah care. And, and and dosage is something that we've been discussing in, in, in our other podcasts. And it seems to be one of the, the, the significant challenges of CBD is learning what the dosage is. And, and you went through that because, you know, you, you found some benefit from it. And how did you arrive at, at the conclusion where you are, or the state where you are now, where you, you understand exactly the, the dosage that you need? With the trial and error situation, how was that for you? Well, that, that's in the early days, there was a lot of trial and error because, you know, in 2014, when I became a patient, you know, the, and the majority of veterans avail of the cannabis uh, program through veteran focused cannabis clinics. And that's where I started as well. And there's um, there's uh, differences in the level of education from clinic to clinic. So I was lucky that I landed with one of the few physicians in Canada who I was actually comfortable prescribing medical cannabis at th that time. And he educated me on the dosing and consumption methods and, you know, sublingual oil versus dried flour versus combustion versus vaporization, you know. Veterans not only have coverage for dried flour for $8.50 a gram, but for all consumption methods. So whether that's a vape pen or sublingual oils or gel caps. So I, I, I was lucky in my own personal experience where I had a physician guide me. This is one of the things that I think a lot of uh, uh, people don't understand, and I don't know whether that is true as well among the armed forces, that, is that there are so many applications for CBD. By that, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be a pill or, or you know, an ointment. There are patches there, you know, and as you mentioned, there are combustible aspects to it. D are, are veterans, uh, you know, widely aware of the various things, the various products that are available? Absolutely. And, you know, some licensed producers, because of the amount of cannabis that veterans consume and, because, you know, it is a, a large segment that makes up the actual medical cannabis uh, market. So the veterans are well aware that they have coverage for things outside of dried flour. And Chopper's Drug Mart is an anomaly in the space as they have 35 licensed producers on the same platform. So instead of a veteran remaining at a single source licensed producer, they have access to 35 
five different brands and then multiple SKUs within each brand. And there's everything from topicals to sublingual gels to, uh, to gummies to vape pens to traditional dry flour. Did, uh, did you have to, in, in any of your discussions with uh, fellow soldiers, did you have to go through the demystifying process where, you know, a soldier might have said to you, I'm not, I'm not going to smoke that stuff because it's illegal or, you know, it has a bad connotation to it. Uh, have you been through any of that? Absolutely. In, in the earlier days, that was a, a prevailing attitude amongst a lot of the, uh, the active service members. And then, you know, a certain generation was just, you know, cannabis did, does still have that stigma in terms of when they hear medical cannabis, they think somebody consuming a, a joint or a, from a combustible source where, you, you know, you can have multiple different applications. But that is something that you're seeing less and less of. So, Dr. Varlacy, the same kind of demystifying process happens with the Canadian Armed Forces, with veterans, and and as happens with members of the public. You know, a lot of people are shying away from it because they don't know enough about CBD or they think it's it's just THC or something they have to smoke or buy from some criminal on the street corner. You know, that kind of negative aspect of it. And, And this is where enlightenment comes in, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt that we're right in the midst of, of changing uh, the way uh, medical cannabis is perceived by society. Um, I feel that a lot of information is being offered to the public. Um, the medical community itself is, uh, uh, is uh, affected by the stigma. And uh, I feel that uh, the various uh, specialized courses and programs that doctors today are uh, taking part of um, is is going to contribute to the more appropriate use of medical cannabis with their patients when they're looking at alternatives, when they're looking at um, uh, options in terms of um, pain management and or tapering off opioids and looking at other alternatives. Um, patients and physicians, uh, I think, are affected by the stigma. But I'm very positive about how society is slowly changing. But a lot of it has to do with the clinical trials that need to show um, the types of outcomes that give the um, reassurance um, that we need in order to really make it a standardized treatment. What sparked your interest, really, in in medical cannabis and and PTSD and, and as a veteran, what was it that, that uh, got you to turn that way or to, to, to pique your interest, as it were? Well, I actually found out through word of mouth about one of the early veteran cannabis clinics. And then that I originally started as a patient and then was out of the military about two years after and uh, realized that from a corporate or a business perspective, that veterans were the, again, I feel like a parent, but the only demographic with blanket insurer coverage, which makes them from, you know, again, a corporate perspective of a valuable demographic. So I started working with uh, licensed producers and cannabis companies uh, in aggregating veteran patients and educating veteran patients that they do have that uh, that distinct type of coverage. Would it be fair to say that Canada is a kind of leader in this in this area because you're pretty you're pretty happy with with the way things are going? Yet th- things could always be better, and I'm not going to say that you know Canadian veterans don't have their own sea of bureaucracy to wade through when they do deal with Veterans Affairs Canada or other you know uh, organizations at the federal level. Uh, but Canada is the only like to say that we're leading is a is a is a uh, understatement. So we're the only country really? currently that covers our veterans' medical cannabis. 
Dr. Verlese, that's, that's we learned something positive today, something I was unaware of, and that's the leading role that Canada is playing in this whole uh, scenario where CBD and uh, medical cannabis can be used uh, not only in a variety of medical applications, but psychologically as well. Oh, absolutely. I'm very impressed with uh, uh, how uh, Veteran Affairs is really focused on uh, addressing PTSD, um, considering medical cannabis, and making it available. Uh, there is a tremendous amount of evidence that is very subjective with patients that we see every day uh, that will claim uh, medical cannabis being very, very helpful in various types of symptoms, both psychological and physical. Um, and therefore, I certainly welcome you know the work that is being done in Canada, um, and uh, clearly, you know, first responders, uh, no different than veterans, uh, are affected in high numbers uh, from PTSD, and we've seen a r rise in this during COVID-19, uh, where the call to duty has really. Um, you know, made PTSD even more of a prominent uh, uh, issue. So I'm very hopeful with the, the future. So, Aaron, in your work with the wounded warriors, I mean, have you had occasion where, uh, you know, a, a veteran will come to you and say, you know what, I'm, I'm so glad I discovered CBD because I didn't want to take opioids or I didn't want to take, do this or do that. And, and, you know, my well-being is so much more on track because of CBD. You get personal experiences? Absolutely, not just through wounded warriors uh, either. You you hear that from a lot of veterans who are on the traditional SSRI or you know um, opioid uh, path pharmacologically, and then they uh, take medical cannabis. And I'm like I said, I'm not saying it's a cure all or it's for everybody, but there there is a, a you can there's a marked distinction in the veterans that avail of the medical cannabis program and then redu reduce the amount of traditional pharmaceuticals that they take. So in your work with the Wounded Warriors in the Patient Care Center, where do we need to go? Where do you see the future and, and not only your involvement, but the studies that are, that are ongoing? What are we looking at? I think in terms of uh, plant-based therapeutics overall, that you can include psychedelics in the conversation as well. And I know we're speaking specifically about uh, you know medical cannabis here, but with what the evidence that's being compiled with psychedelics, specifically psilocybin and its effect on uh, certain psychological conditions, I, I believe, and the Legion's Veterans Village and the Node Group in British Columbia just uh, are going to establish a standalone center of excellence, and they are going to be exploring the plant-based therapeutic approach. Aaron, thank you very much for your input today. We sincerely appreciate the, you know, your relating your experiences and, and your encouragement for the, for the continuation of studies and research in medical cannabis and, and how it may relate to PTSD treatment. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for having me on, gentlemen. All the best to you in the future. You as well. Time now for Dr. Fabio Varlisi's prescription for aging better. We've arrived at the medical prescription, the doctor's prescription at this part of the program, and we're talking about PTSD and, and wounded warriors and veterans. And, and, you know, here we have an opportunity for the psychological possible benefits of, of CBD and, and PTSD. 
Well, de definitely PTSD is a, a medical condition uh, that uh, requires a lot of attention, uh, veterans, but I would also include first responders, especially during this um, COVID pandemic. I must say that uh, the incidence of post-traumatic stress disorder has increased. So when we look at medical cannabis, uh, we know what potential effects it has on the physical symptoms, which go from pain to other complaints such as anxiety, insomnia. We see in PTSD a combination of physical and psychological symptoms. And I do see the potential for medical cannabis to play a major role in the management of both groups of symptoms. Right, and, and unfortunately there are further studies and, and support being offered for, for those advancements if, if they can be made. That's where the excitement is. We, we must wait on the outcomes of these clinical trials. The medical community is very cautious in the way it approaches medical conditions, the management of symptoms. It needs to receive the type of reassurance from medical research before it just starts a standardized treatment plan. Thank you. The information on aging better in uncertain times is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Questions for the Aging Better team can be sent by email to info at agingbetter.ca or by visiting our website, agingbetter.ca. Aging Better in Uncertain Times and this special educational series is supported by Medical Cannabis by Shoppers Drug Mart. For more information on understanding cannabis, visit cannabis.shoppersdrugmart.ca. Until next time, I'm Gord Martin with Dr. Fabio Varlesi, along with producers Dominic Schulo and David Sersta. Be well and stay safe.